Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. Well, hello, hello once again to you. Thank you so much for staying with us. Time for us to turn our attention to the social media platforms uh, to check in with what's trending, just in case you missed it. I'm not alone. On the other side of the line is a senior public relations specialist at Tisecho Media, also a friend of the show, Zubuni Silengobani. She's going to bring us up to speed with everything that's been going on. And I must admit, I am completely blank today. And that's because I just came back from an event uh, from the Arts and Culture Trust. They are celebrating their 25th anniversary by raising funds. It's a 25 million reasons to give. And so I've been out and about. I literally walked into the studio about 45 minutes ago, if not an hour. And so, Spo, you're going to have to educate me as well this afternoon. Hello to you. Welcome. What's been happening? Hi, how are you, Andrew? Mm, always good. Always good, sis. And you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Ah, it's been a it's been a busy one today. Um, quite concerning as well. So Etebuini and the mayor of um Etebuini, Zandile Kumede, has been trending for most of the day today, um, in connection with uh, corruption charges, money laundering and things like that. Uh, so she showed up in court. And just as people were talking about that, what I actually found interesting, so she had a court date for today. And it just seems that people really have a distrust in the South African justice system with a lot Mm. of people saying this, you know, just saying that this will turn to nothing. Um, There's a a Twitter user there who said um, after two weeks, charges provisionally withdrawn and just putting a meme there saying, we know, we know, we know. And then somebody saying as well, the painful reality is that even if Etebuni Mayor Zandila Gomeda appears in court, she will not be convicted. This is all for show. Criminals cover for each other. And that just seems to be the sentiment around people saying um, she will not be charged. She has um, obviously been given a bail of 50 thousand so um she'll be going home but uh, it does make one realize that people no longer really trust the justice mm. system they don't believe that if you especially for somebody powerful that if they're taken to court it will amount to anything so i find that quite interesting just from people responding and you find that a lot as well even in other cases whether it's rape or whatever where people just believe the person is going to go free yeah. so i hope this is something that our government will look at And we'll also be following, obviously, that story in the coming weeks to see what happens there. Indeed. I also think there's there's some room for us to get a little bit uh, better acquainted with the justice system and how it works. Because, you Mm. know, many times when you have these kind of um, responses, it seems as if justice system is one individual who's just chilling there, deciding, you know, whimsically uh, how to, to, you know, to rule on a particular matter where there's so many Mm. processes involved. And, of course, there are different wings, you know, uh, there's uh, the police that needs to gather the correct evidence, you know, the prosecuting yeah. authorities and, and then the judges. So it's a whole system that I think, you know, as South Africans, we really need to become um, a fay with. You know, I'm seeing Zuide, just as you mentioned those comments, uh, Simo, saying all this drama about Zandile Gumede will amount to nothing. Ozozo Sebati, insufficient evidence, a case mm. provisionally withdrawn. So I think it does help for us, you know, and of course, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that people don't 
don't know what they're saying here. I'm just saying for myself as well, it it would help if we got a little bit more understanding as yeah. to how systems work. So as we can, so as to see whether or not you know we're, we're justified in our lament and now criticizing the system, or maybe not so much, and we need to read more. So yeah. That's uh, maybe what we need to look into. But something else is quite worrying, much ado about uh, systems and structures and government, Mm -hmm. I suppose. The unemployment rate, it's it's gone up? The unemployment rate has gone up. It is now at 27.6%, which is, I mean, this is just after the election. Uh, So people, it's it's quite worrying in, in the sense that we're all looking forward to uh, new starts and hoping that um, things that are put into place will assist with um, and the un- unemployment rates, which was already high. But obviously now this news coming to light makes it even a bit more difficult because it means that our government has a lot more work to do. Um, youth unemployment is still ranking really high at 55.2%, hmm. which is crazy. And um, then we also found that uh, women are also the ones that are suffering the most from unemployment rates. So our government has a lot to do, but it's a big concern. It's trending at number one. Obviously, um, everyone, the spirits are down. And, you know, we were sort of looking forward to what would come up. But now this makes things a bit more difficult, um, especially just after the elections. Mm. And I think also the ripple effect of unemployment, and for me, my particular focus is youth unemployment, is far yeah. and wide, you know, because I think a lot of social ills sort of hinge on the inability of young people to find meaningful and gainful employment, you know, whether you speak of crime, whether you speak of substance abuse, or whether you speak of uh, moral decay, whatever the case may be, a lot of these youngsters will use um, the the, the lack of employment and sometimes the um, unemployability themselves. They'll use those as reasons why they tend to stray and, and, and go into um, some of these undesirable paths. Yeah, and we've, we found as well, I mean, that that's a big, those things play a huge role in crime, as you're saying, and all these other things. So we find that construction and the finance sector have contributed the most you know, to this and to this uh, to this mm-hmm. rise, mm-hmm. and it obviously makes a bit of sense with construction because it's uh, you know we, we used to call them peace jobs. You know, where you're here for six months and then yeah. then the building is done, and now you must move on. So we have to find a way to prolong things like that, um, so that because this again, I must say that um, this is only for the first three months. Of, of 2019. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there still could be a great change, but there's a lot that our country needs to look at, especially in the manufacturing sector. We're not manufacturing our own stuff enough, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so tricky because everything is just coming in and it doesn't last enough or last long enough for our people to find um, long-lasting employment. And then, of course, like you say, there's that debate between uh, jobs and then decent jobs, the quality of jobs. But uh, let's uh, continue this conversation when we come back. We're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll turn our attention to perhaps why a lot of the gentlemen in the country may be wanting to cross the border into Swaziland. Guys, it's a false alarm. Calm down. Calm down. We'll get into that in just a moment. Stay with us. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 
Let's talk indeed. And let's talk about uh, a bit of a fluke that's got a lot of tongues wagging. Well, tell me about what's happening on the, you know, or in the Twitter sphere about Eswatini. Hey, man, that, that's been a crazy one there. That's got a lot of South African men and, I mean, men all over the continent actually so excited. Um, the Zambian Times uh, took out an article saying that the king of Eswatini has decreed that all men must marry two or more women starting from next month or they will be jailed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, people got really, really, really excited, even though this news was not confirmed. And then we got quite a few users saying, well, they are now going to move to Eswatini because obviously it's happening there. You get to have two wives, but also just a crazy idea of being jailed if you don't have two wives and you only just have one or none at all. Uh, so we got a few guys, one guy was like, uh, yeah, no, guys, I'm thinking with the correct head. I mean, that means two um, e-wallets. Two uh, times money for hair, two takeaways every time Swaziland can miss me. So he was like, at first he was like, no, I'm moving there. And then he was like, actually, this might not be the move because it means I now spend twice the money. And then some people saying, imagine having a criminal record for refusing Isitembu. Swaziland is crazy. And then, um, the, you know, you remember the man's conference there. I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now the idea is that next year it's being taken to Swaziland because the king has nice surprises and he will be the one that is chairing that uh, men's conference there because uh, the men are quite happy with him. So that was hilarious as well with just a lot of people saying they're running to the border of Eswatini because they also want this thing of two hours. And then some women just coming out and saying... You can barely afford a girlfriend from this side and you want to uh, move for two wives in Swaziland. So that was a funny one. But it definitely is false news. It's not true. That there's no such thing happening. So a lot of people will be sad about that. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my eyes just glanced over this one. Colin saying, I've already started polishing my Siswaidi for when I get to Swaziland on some Nyalo Indlizio Yam Ishaya Tiggy Tig Tiggy Tig. <laughs> like that song. So, yeah, sorry to burst your bubble, Colin, but uh, that is not the case. Not at no. all. But I think someone who is at least trying to, to put the matter to bed, and I don't know if he's succeeding, James Hall saying, King Mswadi of Eswatini has decreed all men must marry two or more women starting next month or be jailed, according to newspapers like the Zambian Observer that are igniting the social media. Sorry to spoil the party, but there is no such decree and he hasn't said that so i hope that that message spreads far and wide because a lot of south african men had already started packing their bags <laughs> but i think something that's, they were ready to leave they were ready to go they were ready to, they go. Were ready to go something that i think is very important and maybe we'll save this as a, as a conversation to have very soon the issue of polygamy is different to cheating Please, can you explain mm. that? It is a cultural phenomenon. It is, when done correctly, respectable. It requires permission from the first wife. It requires families 
coming together and ceremonies being done, it's not as easy as taking your makwapeni and then saying, oh, no, no now because mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, I've got a wandering eye, I'm going to move to... It, no, guys, it has a little bit more decorum and dignity than that. I don't think South African men understand it. And of course, this is a blanket statement. You know, I'm generalizing here, but I feel like a, yeah. not a lot of men understand just how much responsibility is required and just how much um, authenticity and openness is required. This is not secretive. It's not like going next door and, you know, having an extramarital affair. And then you say, yeah, no, polygamy. Now we're moving to Swaziland. Come on. No, that's that's not how it works. Everyone, all parties must know what's happening. I think that's what people need to understand. Both parties, whether there's three or four, everyone must know each other. The family must know. So it's not the idea that we have here. Hmm. So well, thank you very much for that. Uh, very insightful. At least now we know what's been going on on social media. Much appreciated, sis. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having Thank me. Thank you.